When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, everybody. Another edition, a college football playoff preview edition of the College Football Betting Pod. I'm your host, Aaron Torres. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody is ready for what will be a fun few weeks on this pod. So here is the deal. Here is my thought of the next month or so in the lead up to the playoff. Uh, When we did not do a Rivalry Week show a few weeks ago, I had a lot of you. Torres, how are you going to leave us hanging on Rivalry Week? And so I realized how much you guys love this show, decided, you know what, let's keep this thing going. So this week we are going to do the college football playoff first look. Just quick thoughts on the two big semifinals. Then we will take a break till next week. Next week, we will do our bowl preview. And then, of course, right around Christmas time, we will do our official college football playoff picks. So first glance today, bowl preview, college football playoff picks. These are not official picks today. These are just our first thoughts on these two games. And I'm fired up to talk about both of these semifinals. Before we get started, a couple quick announcements. One. Obviously, if you're not subscribed, please make sure to do so to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed. Oh, by the way, also make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Click that little button at the bottom of the screen. Should also mention, as I've said all along, this podcast, Aaron Torres Media, all things AT, are presented by our new partners, DraftKings Sportsbook and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And here's the cool part. DraftKings has an incredible offer for first-time customers who are listeners of this pod. This is what you got to do. This is what you need to know. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can bet $5 on any game. New customers bet $5 on any game, and you get 200, or excuse me, 150 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code TORS. That's simple. Download the app, bet $5 on any game. New customers get 150 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code TORS. All right, let's dive into these two semifinals. Uh, let, me, let me say this. But before we get to all this, there was the whole Florida State versus Bama thing last weekend. We're not going to do it here. I did it on the Aaron Torres pod. I will spare all of you. But what I will say is now that these semifinals are set, now that Florida State at least we think is going to the Orange Bowl, although there's reports that they might just not show up, um, I bring it up because of the fact that we have two great semifinals. So let's dive into the first one. Alabama, the four seed, playing number one, Michigan. Uh, Michigan is a one and a half point favorite of the DraftKings Sportsbook. The over under set at 44 and a half. So many thoughts. Let's dive in. The first thought, though, is pretty straightforward. How lucky are we as college football fans? Just think about what I just said. Alabama, Michigan. 
Rose Bowl, San Gabriel Mountains, college football playoff semifinal, Harbaugh, Saban. By, by the way, I should mention, as I'm recording here, uh, there's talk that Harbaugh could sign an extension. $55 million five-year deal is on his desk as we speak. So Harbaugh might be signed, sealed, and delivered by the time this game gets kicked off. And so I want to jump in. I want to dive in, uh, but I'm so excited about this game. And I think what stands out to me is a few things before we even jump into the preview. One, um, the, the, the way these two teams are coming into this game, okay? I think you could argue that Alabama is playing as good a football as anybody in college football right now, regardless of seed, regardless of rating, regardless of conference, whatever. I've said it many times. What Nick Saban has done, what Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator, I don't believe he's getting enough credit, has done, is one of the best coaching jobs that I've ever seen. And I know nobody's going to throw a, a parade for Nick Saban. He has the most talented roster in college football. But you look at where this team was against Texas and more specifically against South Florida. Think about how bad they were so bad against South Florida. They started a kid who is literally quitting football. That's what's going on. Tyler Buckner just entered the transfer portal as a lacrosse player. That's all you need to know. That's where Alabama was in September. And yet all season long, all they have done is get better week over week over week. Ole Miss. I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to win that game. They win that game, but it's close. Then that close win against Texas A&M. Then a little bit of a bigger win against Tennessee. Then you beat LSU. And by the time you play Georgia last week, your confidence is through the roof. Uh, Nick Saban said it after the game. I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, they they said, they asked him if it was his best coaching job ever. He said, no, this is the best job my assistants have ever done. This is the best job my team has ever done in buying in. And you could just see the happiness in Nick Saban's face. I know he's getting older. I know this ain't, you know, peak 2009 Saban where he's yelling and screaming about everything. But you could see how much he appreciates this group for buying into the vision, for trusting the process, and for appreciating him and trusting him to get them here. From the Michigan perspective, listen, um, they've dealt with so much. I think it's hard to gauge where they are because like, like, it's easy to say they're not playing their best football, but are they not playing their best football because they're regressing? Or are they not playing their best football because they've played some really good teams late in the year? Respectfully, playing Rutgers and Minnesota and whoever early in the year is a lot different than closing at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State, Iowa on a neutral. Same time, obviously, look, they, they, they haven't been elite offensively. They have not really gotten it going offensively, but to their credit, they are here, and that's all that matters. Undefeated Big Ten champs, 13-0, and listen, I know some will disagree with me. Some might even get mad at me for saying this. I don't think there's any asterisks. If you thought that Connor Stallions was the reason that they won the last two Big Ten championships and beat Ohio State the last two years, that's certainly your prerogative. But Connor Stallions hasn't been there half the year. The toughest schedule was played without him in the building. Heck, the toughest part of the schedule was played without Jim Harbaugh in the building, and Michigan finds themselves here. Now, in the terms of the lead-up to this game, a couple things kind of jog my memory, and I think this is kind of important to at least discuss. Jim Harbaugh's bowl record versus Nick Saban's bowl record. And again, we're jumping around, but I'm just kind of trying to give you my first thoughts on these games. Jim Harbaugh has not been good in bowl games at Michigan, okay? So he won his first bowl game. I think it was 2015 was his first year, okay? But he wins his first bowl game. And since then, he has lost six straight postseason games. Bunch of non-playoff games in the early years. 
And then, of course, most recently, uh, you lose to Georgia two years ago in the playoff. No shame there. Georgia was incredible. And then you lose also to TCU last year in that game. Total debacle. Pair of pick sixes for J.J. McCarthy. Touchdown overturned. Everything that could go wrong did, okay? Nick Saban, on the other hand, he's basically lights out when he has time to prepare. And I think that's an important thing to think about when you think about this game. Hardball with time to prepare has not been good. Maybe time to overthink, over game plan, think too much. They do all these weird trick plays, whatever. Saban's the opposite. This is now his ninth college football playoff. If my if my bookkeeping is correct, he has gone seven and one, maybe six and one. I, I don't know, but he's only lost. He, he's won uh, either six or seven opening college football playoff games during the playoff era. The only time that he did not win the first game of the college football playoff was the first year against Ohio State, uh, Cardale Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, etc. So basically, every time that he's been in the playoff the last decade, he wins that opening game. He is one of the best coaches with time to prepare. In terms of the matchup on the field, listen, my thought is the thought of a lot of you guys and girls that have obviously consumed this sport all fall long. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. And I think both offenses are going to struggle to move the ball from the Michigan perspective. Again, I don't know if it's because they're not playing their best football or because they're just facing better defenses. That's kind of a fascinating question, but the numbers do kind of speak for themselves, right? I mean, you look at the last four games that they've played last week against Iowa, 213 yards of total offense. They were outgained a few weeks ago by Ohio state. They, of course, had those 32 straight runs against Penn State. And so you sit there and say, this offense is, doesn't really feel right. But then the inverse of it is kind of the opposite. They face three of the best defenses in college football. Penn State, number one total defense in all of college football. Michigan wins. Ohio State, number three total defense in all of college football. Michigan wins. Iowa, number five total defense in all of college football. Michigan wins. So is it? that their offense is regressing or have they just faced really good teams? Ultimately, though, it doesn't really matter because this Alabama defense is awesome as well, especially against the run where Michigan wants to make their, hey, 33rd ranked run defense in college football for Michigan, for Alabama. And they've, of course, faced some great run offenses, whether it is Georgia, whether it is Tennessee, whether it is Texas, on and on and on. I think for Michigan, the key to this game, hey, everyone talks about J.J. McCarthy. Are they going to be able to get any sort of consistent run game going? Because at the end of the day, remember, I think it's easy to forget. We just we just lump all of these Michigan teams together. This Michigan team does not run the ball nearly as effectively as they have in previous years. Uh, keep in mind that this is a team uh, that ranks 50th, 5-0 in total rush offense this year. That ain't going to get the job done about out against Alabama. From the Alabama perspective, though, I will say this. Listen, every week they've gotten better, and we have to give them so much credit. But I need, we need to be careful about giving them too much credit offensively. Because like I said, Alabama did, I thought, control that Georgia game basically from start to finish. It was a three-point final differential, but I thought Alabama controlled the game. But I bring it up because if you look at the offensive stats, it's not as though they lit up the field or lit up Georgia. Georgia actually had more total offense. Georgia actually had more total passing yards, 243 to 192 for Jalen Milrow. Alabama did have more rushing yards, but 
but Alabama only averaged 2.8 yards per carry in that game. And so I look at that Alabama team and I sit there and say, listen, we're all wondering how Michigan's going to be able to move the ball against Alabama. Well, don't forget that Michigan had the number two total defense in college football, the number six rush defense in college football, and in terms of yards per carry allowed, the number six rush defense in terms of yards per carry allowed as well. And so I could go on and on. But I think if you are listening to this, you kind of know where I lead at this point. I actually like the under as as low as it is. I think the under is probably the right side in this game at 45 and a half. Because I look at this game, first of all, Michigan, like, first of all, I think it's interesting. Neither of these teams really cares about scoring. Like, like they are perfectly content, uh, 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 you know, rel- uh, uh, relying on the defense, not trying to do too much, all that good stuff. But on top of that, they're both elite run defenses. Both teams want to run the football. And it's not like either team at any point, at least when they face good competition, has lit up the scoreboard. Michigan, I just talked about, but Alabama, look at their scores, 27-24 against Georgia. That's a great win but they didn't light up the scoreboard 27, 24 against Auburn. We know how that one went, you know, 24 to 21 against Arkansas, 26 to 20 against Texas A&M 24 to 10 against Ole Miss. And so I just bring it up to very simply say, we got to give Alabama credit for being here, but I am not sold that this is going to be a game where even with a month to get better in a month to prepare that they just move the ball up and down the field. So right now the lean the strongest bet is the under in this game. Uh, I think it's 20 to 17 ish either way. I think 24 to 20 is the peak of what we get, because, again, it's not just that neither of the offenses is super explosive. They're both comfortable, both prefer to play low scoring games and rely on their defense. Uh, and so I do think that I would expect a low scoring game there. All right. So what we're going to do, take a quick break. We'll come back. And when we come back, don't you worry, we're going to talk about that other semi-final we're called a strong hunch i don't think texas washington is going to be nearly as low scoring as alabama michigan let's take a quick break we'll be right back hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Going to be back. Going to be back. Uh, let's get to the second semifinal. Uh, and I know I just said that Alabama-Michigan, close, low scoring, fun. We'll see what happens there. Don't think we got to worry about that in texas washington the Sugar Bowl, Texas is a four-point favorite in this game. The over-under, 64 points, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, before we get into the uh, the, the, the preview, a couple things stand out. One, it is worth noting, there are a couple interesting off-the-field storylines. One, Steve Sarkeesian, obviously uh, coaching against his former team. Now, it's been a long time. It's not like he has players that he recruited or whatever, but that's kind of interesting. But I think what's much more interesting is that these two teams actually faced each other uh, a year ago in the Alamo Bowl. A lot of the same players that were on the field last year are on the field this year. Michael Penix, Quinn Ewers, a lot of the defensive guys on both sides. And so it's interesting because last year, that Washington win, I thought really propelled them into this season. Um, and obviously with the Texas loss, they went 8-5 and five and you kind of said, okay, they're improving, but do they really deserve this college football playoff buzz? Well, it turns out they did as they are here. And really, as I look at this game, I think that's the place that I need to start. If you listen to last week's show, I don't want to say I was wrong about both teams because Washington, I thought would be close and high scoring. And it was, but I was dead wrong on Texas. So for all the Texas fans, all up in my mentions, all the comment sections, you guys and girls were right. I was wrong. I got to own it. When I looked at Texas coming into that big 12 championship game, I said, are we sure they're that good? Are we sure they are as good as they looked against Texas Tech, a bad team when they put up 57 points? 
Or is it possible that that was a one game aberration uh, and that they played a lot of close games throughout the year, whether it was Kansas State, TCU, Houston, etc.? Well, we have our answer. The Texas Tech game was not an aberration, as you could argue that Texas was as impressive as anybody last week in championship week. I'll tell you, it's crazy. I was actually traveling on Saturday. I boarded my plane right around the time that this game kicked off. By the time that I got on the plane and got enough Wi-Fi to actually watch this game, Texas was already up 21-0. And really, not only were they up 21-0, but it was never even close. It was never even competitive. You're facing a nine-win Oklahoma State team, a team that beat Oklahoma earlier this year. And you put up 662 yards. Quinn Ewers throws for 452 yards. And I think this is an important part of this conversation about Texas. They ran the ball very effectively. Now, Oklahoma State is not elite defensively. But at the same time, remember, Texas was without Jonathan Brooks, a guy that many had trending as a potential first-round running back, one of the best running backs in the NFL draft this year. Texas still rushed for 198 yards on five yards per carry, 49 points. And let's be honest, if you watch this game, you know they took their foot off the gas very early in the second half and just cruised to victory. So I bring it up because I was wrong on Texas. And I'll say this, wasn't America wrong on Washington? Like I can say, I don't ever remember a single game. I said this to a buddy this week. I said, I don't remember a single game that I can ever remember a rematch in which there was one team in college football that was undefeated, that had a head-to-head win over an opponent, and that had no major injuries and was still a full double-digit underdog in that game. And so why I took the over, I missed by a point and a half, as opposed to the spread, I said, listen, I think Oregon's going to win. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I picked Oregon to win outright, but at the same time, or that I picked Washington to win outright, excuse me. But at the same time, I said, Washington's competitive. Washington, like, like they're not just going to roll over because Oregon's a 10-point favorite. And as a matter of fact, that's great bulletin board material. Now, in terms of that game, I will say, and I know I want to start previewing Washington, Texas, but I think there is an important theme that I took out of that game. It is this. It is that I think everybody thinks of Washington, the number one pass offense in college football. And they say, oh, they're soft. They just Chuck the ball all over the field like they're, a, you know, a Mike Leach air raid team or whatever. But what I've noticed, and by the way, shout out Mike Leach, rest in peace, love the guy, whatever. But you get the point. Lincoln Riley may be the better example. Well, you know, they just, you know, Washington just throws the ball all over the field. Well, what I would say about Washington that I think stands out to me is that every time that they face a physical team, a team that we think, oh, they're going to bully Washington in the trenches. Washington always has that answer for them. When it comes time to getting physical, beat Oregon earlier in the year, beat Oregon last week in a game where they rushed for close to 200 yards against the Oregon Ducks. By the way, the Utah game a few weeks ago, I know Utah didn't finish strong. Utah got shut out in the second half and Washington pulled away because Washington punked them at the line of scrimmage. And so that is something we have to consider here because the early analysis that I have seen is, well, you know, I mean, Texas, they they got so many NFL guys up front and they got so many this and they got so many that and they're so physical. It's like, yeah, so was Oregon. That's why everybody picked Oregon to win. So I think that's part of it. Washington, can they match the physicality of a Texas team, which is elite on both lines? 
a Texas team, which has the number four run defense in all of college football, but also a very good run offense as well in the top 25 nationally. That's one. I think they can Two, the bigger question, which everybody wants to know. Can either team stop the other team's passing attack, right? Because Michael Penix might be a first round pick this year. Quinn Ewers will probably be a first round pick, whether it's this year or next year, whenever he ends up declaring. And overall, not only are these two of the elite pass offenses in college football, uh, Washington, number one in the country in passing offense, Texas, number uh, 19 in the country in pass offense. Not only do they have NFL wide receivers, NFL, uh, you know, whatever. But the other thing is, is that both are clicking on all cylinders, right? You can be good at a thing over the course of the season. But at the same time, both these teams are playing great. What did I just say? Quiddy was 462 yards passing last week for the Texas Longhorns. That is insane. I don't care who the defense is. And then obviously Michael Penix speaks for itself. And what's especially interesting about this game, and this is something I've heard a lot of people talk about, the strength of each team, the pass offense, is going up against the weakness of the other team. Texas with the 98th ranked pass defense in all of college football. Washington, by the way, are you ready for this? You think Texas is bad? Washington has the 122nd ranked pass defense in college football. And so on paper, listen, I think you could sit there and say, well, those are the two that that is the biggest weakness that anybody in this playoff has Washington secondary. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that they have Georgia's athletes or Alabama's athletes or whatever. But I also will be honest on one thing. I went ahead and kind of did a, a real deep dive on this game because I want to make sure, is there something that I'm missing? Neither of these past defenses is good, but is there something more to it that I'm maybe not seeing? Well, I found this very interesting. Yes, Washington has the 122nd ranked uh, pass defense. Yes, Texas has the 94th ranked pass defense coming out of last week. But check this out. You know who had the most total passes thrown against them this year? It was the Washington Huskies. You know who was number four in the same category, most passes thrown against? It was Texas. And so something struck me. Are These these secondaries aren't great. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say they're perfect. But is it possible? Are they that bad? Or have both of these teams been able to get up big in so many games? It has led to other teams having to having no choice but to throw the ball against them. I'd add with Washington. Yes, they have the 122nd ranked pass defense. But also remember this. They face Caleb Williams. And you can criticize Caleb Williams. I thought he did everything he could to help elevate that USC team. And he didn't get any help around. They face Bo Nix twice. Uh, They faced Cam Ward and Washington State, the number six total offense in the country. So yes, Washington's defense isn't great. Yes, their secondary is questionable. But they also had more passes thrown against them by better quarterbacks than probably any secondary in college football. Texas, it's the same. Bad opponents, get up big, opponents are forced to throw the ball. And so I don't believe that either pass defense is as bad as people make it out to be. And here's the other thing. Texas. Finished the regular season, fifth in the country in interceptions, had a total on the season of, I believe it was what, 18 interceptions total, if my my, my math is correct here, 16 interceptions. Fifth in the country with 16 interceptions. Washington tied for fifth in the country in interceptions. So the point I'm trying to make, both teams have a questionable secondary, but is it really questionable? 
they first of all they're they're combined 25 and 1 so that's worth noting but two on top of that first and fourth most passes thrown against them and they're both tied for fifth in interceptions as a secondary and so when i look at this game like the first one i think it's close i think it's back and forth if i had to make a pick right now i lean washington because i'll just be honest washington plus the points feels good to me because at the end of the day i keep telling you like like and i got to tell myself this listen I'm the guy that picked Washington to lose to Oregon State. I'm the guy that picked Washington to lose to Oregon. I'm the guy that picked Washington to struggle against Utah. There was another game I can't remember. I think I picked USC to beat Washington outright. I keep picking against this team, and they keep proving me wrong. And what I think we're seeing, Kalen DeBoer, he's not sexy. He's not a housewarm. I'm sure there's some ladies out there that would say he's sexy, but I'm talking about from a name brand perspective. Not the sexiest name compared to Saban, compared to Harbaugh, compared to Sark, compared to Kirby, compared to Brian Kelly. All this guy does is win football games, people. 13-0 this year, 11-2 last year. I think they won their last six. I think they're on like an 18-19 game win streak coming into this playoff. By the way, his record at Sioux Falls when he was the head coach about a decade ago at the NAI level was like 60-6. and So this guy just wins games. And you give him a month to prepare. I like Washington. I think I like them to win this game outright. I certainly like them plus the points. It's worth noting this open at four and a half. So the early money coming in on Washington, but go ahead and give me the Huskies plus four. That is my unofficial early in the process. Best bet on the Huskies. All right. I think that's it for this quick uh, rapid reaction. Kind of first look at the college football playoff uh, semifinals. Uh, And I think that's it for this show. This one was going to be quick. I told you it would be. And this is the plan going forward. We are going to, in the coming weeks, we will do our full bowl preview. We will go ahead from there. And after our bowl preview, we will give our official college football playoff picks. Um, And then we'll obviously preview a national championship game, which should be really exciting in Houston. So if you're not subscribed to this feed, make sure to do so. We're still pumping out content. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you could... You want to do your boy Torres a favor? Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple. That's one thing I haven't really asked for. Um, So leave a five-star rating and review if you don't mind. I think that's it. Appreciate your support. I'll be back next week with the college football playoff preview. Everyone, enjoy a weekend without college football, Army, Navy. I'm not going to give an official pick. uh, But enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Army, Navy. And I will be back next week with our bowl preview. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.